Hi and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. Well, boys, let's start with our second one here. And this week, I am the uh, the one being punished. <laughs> and so I thought I uh, went to my uh, shop in uh, Dural, the Vintage Sellers, and Jeff sort of knew the uh, parameters I uh, had to fulfill. And Jeff said to me, mate, legs fully, the Cabernet's 2018, you can't miss it. And, and this wine here is 75% Cap Sav, and 12% Merlot, and Petit Verdot is 7%, and Shiraz 6%. And wow. anything less than, I'm sure there's a few other things, but anything less than that, a 5% you don't have to mention. Right? I just want to point something out, Chris. When I walked in and said that someone else had picked the wine I brought, he's like, what is this shit? You can't have a celebrity pick. You can't, you notice how he's just void himself of all responsibility. By doing exactly what I did. Because Jeff at Vintage Sellers. Because Jeff, Jeff at Vintage Sellers told him what wine to pick. But I have never said that Jeff was a celebrity. Do the right thing. Do the right know, thing the right we, way. We, 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 we're talking about doing things for ourselves. <laughs> I mean, he's got he's got celebrity and he's already he's already using the fact that his, his bush flowers. Wildflower. He's <laughs> to be compared to this wine. Come on, stop it. All right, so let's try this legs fully. Let's start with you first. Wow, we've got an aerator and everything. Jesus Christ. Wow. Would you like some more white flower? Would you like some more white flower? I didn't mind the white flower. What the sound effects? That's the aerator that we're using to pour the wine. Yeah. For those of you who are listening, our three people. That is an odd shape. Look at that. Oh, that's a little bit much. Hold on. Nah, that's all right. That's good. No, not this wine, boys. I'm not. So it's really I'm not, not wasting it. <laughs> it's not Luang versus uh, Wilson. This it's. Uh, Come on, let's Jeff, try this. Jeff let's try. Let's try this, and cheers, then. Boys. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Thank you. And uh, as you know, Lake's Folly is 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 about this. I think is this doctor who went to the Hunter Valley had no knowledge about wine apparently. But tell. end up end up making the best wine in the entire in the entire region. People said to him, "Mate, you're crazy." That's why he said that's it's his folly now the winery. And yet now, each year, all his stuff is sold before he actually even has to put them in bottles. And that's why if you go to Hunter Valley now, most of the time the his winery is, is closed. Can't get it. You can tell he didn't know much about. You wine. know, for a cabernet, it's a it's a very light cabernet for a cabernet. Oh. The first, the first mouthful I had had almost a port taste to it. Mm. It's got a real woody taste to it too. Oh, the structure, the different. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> ah, and I it think, has, a touch, a, bit has a touch of bush flowers <laughs> right at the end. It's bush a bit young. Wild <laughs> flowers. Wild flowers. <laughs> All right, boys. So this week, yeah. based on this, I decided we were going to talk about John Lennon. I don't want to talk about John Lennon in in regards to following his life because I think that people can do that. Mm. I think 
in the half an hour that we have, why don't we just share John Lennon in terms of philosophy, in terms of what what can you read in the human being? What, what what's behind the person? How how can that person inspire the world so much? And why is it that after so many years, a lot of what he's doing is actually about to come back? I firstly, I want to thank you for uh, making the last two weeks of my life torture. Oh uh, yeah, why? Uh, because you've one, been listening to good music. No, one, I don't like the Beatles. I'm just going to say that I don't like their music. But yeah. two, this bloke. My first line here is where to start because he had so many different and I'm glad you've pointed out which bit we're going to talk about because do you talk about the musician? Do you talk about the political activist? Do you talk about his assassination? Do you talk about having the controversial wife? He was very, very complex character. With I think of all the people that we've tried to study so far, there was that many angles you could have taken from so it. So why, why, why don't we start from the lessons we got can uh, I, for, for, from Can from I ask Cam this? You do realise there was a couple of movies about him, right? Yeah, yeah, but I didn't Good. watch. No, I didn't watch the movie, so I tried to read, you know, so I can post a photo on Instagram. But, <laughs> um, we'll start with this line and work backwards because you say, "How did he? How did he have such an effect on the world?" According yep. to the FBI, he was too drug affected to be effective as a uh, political activist, yep. so they weren't real worried about him because of the amount of acid that he took. They were actually but trying to deport him because he. Um, that's right. Because I he mean, was taking too many drugs. He, he, he was so much of a nothing that they uh, they, they focus on him for years. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So I thought that was funny. We're starting with what effect he had on the world, and according to the FBI, he wasn't even on their radar, even though they bugged every yeah, phone call he'd ever made yeah, in yeah. his life. So, um, I think he had a very hard upbringing. I think at the start is that he had a, a, a shocking start to life. Yeah. Um, and uh, to to be reigniting with the mother after many many years, and to have her killed like she was, um, would have said anyone in sort of a, a tailspin. Well, he was raised by five women, mate. That's got to be tough on anybody. Right. So, <laughs> Don't cancel us. So um, <laughs> he, he's, he's starting, his starting life was, it was hard to start yeah, with. Yeah. But when he started his rock and roll side and, and getting into music, meeting Paul McCartney and then Ringo Starr through Paul McCartney, I think the world opened up to him and that's when he started to use his voice for his political aspirations, not aspirations, but his message of peace that he wanted to sort of push through the nation. Um, well, it was at a time of the, the Vietnam War and, and right. a lot of things going on in the world that the whole flower power era and all that right. sort of stuff, and he was at one, he was one of the people at the forefront of that. So what a crazy time to be alive. And then it was also the same time that drugs like LSD and marijuana became more prominent than, than they certainly had been, and I don't think they've been as prominent since. So you mix that, throw that into the mix. Yeah, but, but listen, but those are the things... That, that was the generation. That that yeah, not not all of those guys who are uh, who have been taking drugs turn out to be what he is, right? No, no, hundred percent. Like our great grandchildren are going to talk about us and say, "Mate, that generation of our great grandparents, mate, they were into COVID nineteen vaccine, <laughs> and mate, have a look at what they were doing, and still one or two will become genius." Yeah. I, I think sometimes you you get drawn through a generation like our generation right now. It's a generation of smartphone. Have a look. Mm. That's going to ruin we, more lives than acid ever did. Yeah, sure yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. So you, you look at all this. So eight generations got something. But what what I find is is crazy about him is, and and I think that maybe it's out of jealousy that he has something I, I admired is that I thought he was a free spirit in many ways, even though there was a lot about him that was not free because having that that childhood that you talked about, Chris, he actually was a very angry person. He was angry for quite a number of years and. I think it was only when his son Sean was born 
that he somehow felt a bit liberated, you know? Yeah. And so we all have our own demons. What is a crazy thing is how is a man who's got his demons become such a worldwide celebrity still walks away from it? That to me is crazy. Imagine yourself now becoming a an, a world icon. And then you go, now nah, let's dissolve the Beatles. Stay at home dad. And yeah, and be a stay at home. I mean, what takes a person to that level? I chose through in a couple of the quotes I read. One that stood out for me was at one stage he got worried by the Beatles' fame because he was scared that the screaming at the concerts was distorting the music and people weren't actually <laughs> yeah, hearing the the music the way they should. So in that sense, that just screams pure artist. I don't know what bullshit word you can throw around it, but he was that devoted to his art or to his craft that the 50,000 screaming women at his concerts was actually ruining his music where most rock stars were going... We've made it, yee-haw, and that, that probably shines through in a lot of the stuff that he did. A lot like you, Cam, I'm not a great fan of the Beatles' music. There's a few of John Lennon's songs which I think I are great. I don't get the attraction. I, really yeah, I don't, don't either. Um, there's very few of the Beatles' music that I like. A couple of the songs of John Lennon I really do like. But yeah. I'm a little bit of a cynic when it comes to a few of his stunts that he carried out. Like, oh, okay. uh, yeah. One of them was a bagism, you know, challenging racism. Him and Yoko pulled a bag over their head and held a press conference. Yeah. So he was using his popularity to try and push a message through. But sometimes I think, are you trying to create a brand for yourself to create a following? Are you using that as the as what they would now, Facebook and social media and so forth? Was he using the media to his advantage to further his career? But the bags was before he left for five years to be a stay-at-home dad, if I'm not mistaken. That was after that was on their honeymoon. Then he disbanded the Beagles. He, he clearly the bloke had an e- ego because he was upset that Paul McCartney took the credit for disbanding the band. Yeah, he, he wrote he, a song about that. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't want anyone to tell anyone that they. He said, "I won't tell anyone that we're disbanding, so you can renegotiate your record contract." And Paul McCartney went stuff it and told everyone they were breaking out the same day or time that he released his first solo yep. album. And the quote was. Can't believe he's saying these things. I created the Beatles and I dismantled the Beatles, and that's the end of it. So clearly, the guy did have an ego, which would lend a part of your theory. But the baggers and stuff it was before he disappeared. For well, five he did. Years, he also so. did the, the sleep in, the sleep in, and they stayed in bed for a week. And I think that that's was called Netflix and chill. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's called binge watching, that's, right? That's all yeah, I work for is so I can spend a week in bed at some point. <laughs> and, and <laughs> you usually do it in hospital, though. I <laughs> usually do it in hospital. No, no, but that's what I'm working towards. All I'm working so hard now is so I can just spend a week in bed and no one will give a shit. But yeah, it, then I, I believe his son was born when they did the, the bed thing for a week. One of the hotels, again, he invited all these reporters into asking questions and it was quite a confrontation with one of the reporters and it was after the nude photos they had released, both him and Yoko had released, which they had taken in private but re- released them publicly. So I just... Being on the cynic side, I just think he he was branding himself a little bit, getting himself a name, whether it was good or bad publicity. He was really trying to push the publicity for himself because he was pushing a lot of boundaries. And yeah, but I I don't know whether it is not his um, artistic style. Okay, when 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 I see him, for example, going to India to meet Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. And so he was trying to really find himself. I think he knew somewhere he's, he had some major issue with anger. 
he had some major issue with his childhood that hadn't been dealt with and i think that yoko somehow not only gave him that female figure that he looked up to but also she was she one was of these people sure. who did not did not know who he was did not care about his fame and for him that was shocking hold on he every women want me for who i am and here's this woman she didn't care and 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 i think that through the kind of relationship that they had he had gone on to the exploration of himself i mean you think about this how many women at that level right will then break up with her men recommend her men to go out with one of the nanny i think it was right, right? yeah and wish them all the best I mean, how crazy is that? Long live the 70s, bro. The, 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 the abil- <laughs> no, but really, the ability to let go yeah. like this, any of us could do this in this room? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about this. This is, to me, a human being who has maybe transcended the obligation of being human and respect societal standards. So question, question for you both, because I asked a similar question. Which page? <laughs> I asked a similar question about Ant and Center. I wasn't... John Lennon was killed two years before I was born. So was his world-changing effects in the present or was it more because he was dead that now he's so revered or was so revered afterwards or did you actually recognise it? Was it actually a changing the world while he was alive or was he just... Because we've got Bob Geldof and we've got Bono, right, who are musicians who, to your, to your, to your scepticism... Do you feel like they do it for their own uh, publicity? Ex- no, or? no, the, uh, no, I don't because he actively hunted press conferences to create these protests. But then again, how would someone with money protest and how would, would someone without money protest? Without money, you get with three, four hundred people that have no money and you protest. When you have money, you use the avenue that you have to protest. So did he affect the so world while he was alive? I think he did. He I think he did both. I think he did. I think he's done both. Uh, he wouldn't be uh, chased by the US administrations uh, for that long mm-hmm. if he, he wasn't. I think that many of his songs straight away uh, became an anthem. Mm-hmm. So I think in many ways his voice was huge. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I want to share with you boys, because these are the things I want to look at, he likes the is Beatles. look at the similarity between how he is to Steve Jobs, the round glasses, the way that they were both about, I don't care about what society tells us. I have my art and I live up to my art. This is how I want to live my life. You know, I'm jealous of that. I, I, I would do anything to get to that level where I can really say, do you know what, stuffed society. I will live the way I want to live. And you have a look at, Steve Jobs and, and, and the way that Steve has gone on to being the, the number one CEO probably on the planet and yet no tie, just being himself, just out there with love. Did you know that the Beatles started a, a record company called Apple? Mm-hmm. Yes. And that Apple Records was was uh, obviously uh, closed down after the, the, the Beatles gone. Yep. But you, you have a look at so many similarities. I the reckon guy, he no, has changed to me, a lot of the world, uh, I think, yes, he has affected the way that the uh, the war in, in Vietnam had gone. I, I don't know whether many other celebrities would have followed what he's done if it wasn't for him. Yeah. Let me ask you this, and you brought up Steve Jobs, and Steve Jobs on his deathbed full of regrets and, and 
way he'd spent his life and the way he treated people. Now, I know John Lennon didn't get that opportunity because his death was brought about very suddenly, but do the similarities carry over? Do you, I know we can't answer this question, but we can hypothesise on it. Did he go about business the same way Steve Jobs did is, is probably the question no, I'm asking. I think that, to me, the way I understood the both of them, John had made peace with quite a bit of his anger, where I don't think that Steve had. And so one had conquered some of his inner beast. Mm -hmm. uh, the other one, well, went on to focusing on something else rather than his own beast. From what I saw, when his son with Yoko, Sean, was born, he did exactly the opposite to what he did when Julian was born. He wanted to be there. He wanted to be present. He wanted to be a father. And I think he realised then that he had missed out and he had, what he hadn't given Julian, he wanted to give Sean. So I think he's he was a more aware of himself during his life than Jobs was and his death. Yeah. Another question, because I've just looked at the dates and I'm just working out how old you guys are. You didn't actually live... You were very young. I was nine, mate. Um, I was 14 when um, Kurt Cobain, the lead singer in Nirvana, shot himself. So didn't really realise the effect he was having on the world because of that age. But now, and, and even... As you turn 17, 18, 19, 20, people keep going on about this mythical character, this Kurt Cobain, the, the lead singer of Nirvana, who revolutionised music at the time, much like the Beatles did and much like Elvis did before him. So uh, was he, as you guys grew older than 10 and 11 and 12 and grew into it, was it then that you started to understand what he was about or was he still talked about then? Or I, I can't only remember... The reinvention of his song was, you know, the "Give Peace a Chance" when Bob Geldof used it in the forty, the famine thing yeah, for AIDS. Um, was it the AIDS? Uh, the AIDS. Yeah. Was it AIDS or the famine or whatever? The African clearly had a big yeah, effect yeah, yeah. on us. So yeah. I, I, I they really, from my childhood, was was not yeah. in a Beatles listening to Beatles. So I, I can't answer that, mate. That's the, that's the next realization was that song with John Lennon wrote, which you know, "Give Peace a Chance." Yeah. And, so I really can't answer that. Uh, another thing that uh, was crazy is when you look at his birthday, which was in um, 1940s, his son was born on the same day, right, on the 9th of October. And that, that is something that is spooky to me too, you know. That's, that's crazy for me. Hold on. That was the younger one, Sean. Yeah, yeah. And you look at this. 40 years after him, so 1980, now he's got his son. It's the same day. Sometimes the cynic, again, we say, well, mate, you know, 365 days, what's the odds? But no, I, I, I don't care about the odds. Yeah. I, I observe that and I allow the odds to play me so that I can try and not make sense, but see something in it. What, what is it about that, you know? Crystal and I had a friend last week gave birth on a birthday. She's like, and opposed to us, surely they're not going to rule my birthday. And then she said, like, I, I loved it because I, I was telling Cam a few days ago and I said, Which day was it? And Cam what, they went? I don't remember. I'm you start singing. Yesterday. Yes. Yesterday. <laughs> All my troubles. <laughs> that was it. Do you remember? I remember thank now. God thank God you're a good real estate agent, mate. No, no. That you was. Starve as a singer. It was much better at the time because <laughs> I was quick. I was onto it. It was why we were starving. See, I was hungry and I was. Uh, Waiting for our food that was coming tomorrow. Is there a Beatles song called Tomorrow? Yeah. But 
<laughs> Look, the other thing I got out of it was yesterday. He, there's a lot of songs released with a lot of lyrics that a lot of his followers took almost like gospel. And um, I, I watched preparing for this his documentary called Imagine. And there was a, a homeless guy living in the grounds of his English estate. And he actually got him to come into the house and have a chat with him. And this guy was talking about the words yeah. from his song. And John said, a lot of these words, I'm just playing with lyrics. They mean nothing. I'm just playing with lyrics. Or they mean something just to me. Because this guy was taking a literally that John was writing it for him. And I think that was also a little bit of his undoing when um, he got shot. Because I looked into the guy who killed him who was actually a huge fan who had been photographed within the day yeah, yeah. Uh, that he got shot, got um, assassinated, a, a signed yeah. record from him. Yeah, it, it's, it's a weird thing that now we're talking about this because many years prior to the uh, assassination, it was John Lennon who said the Beatles are more popular than Jesus. Jesus. But he got caught out in that because he said that in a small group and it was one reporter that leaked that information. We know the value of the media, mate. But uh, the, so the, okay, the big true. thing is that the Cynic. guy that called that killed him heard that, yep. and was pretty heard about it. Apparently, so, in America, the US had the shit. Oh wow, well, they were burning mate, records. Mate. Well, God fearing oh. countries. Mate, they were burning records. They 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 had radio stations calling people. Listen, if you disagree with these statements, come down at the corner of Main and First, and we're going to have bring his books and bring his albums, and we'll burn them and blah blah blah. So they were up in arms about it. Do you think time. that obsessiveness the Klu Klux Klan yeah. wanted the killing? Do you <laughs> think that obsessiveness was a bit of the sign of the times, or do we still have that now? I know we've got it in radicalism, and but a lot of cults yeah, back then. Point, Ken, there was yeah. a lot of health cult things seemed to be more popular back then. Even though we've got Scientology now, and people didn't have like Facebook that, to share their opinion on. People wanted something to follow. The whole hippie yep. movement was based on just give us something to follow that makes sense and and fight the wars. That's so, true. but I mean. Eminem's got a song called Stan about a fan going crazy about him. So is, was it that rare or was it, was it just something that happens with people of that? I mean, I don't know if anyone's ever been shot the same day they signed an autograph for the same... Bl- I don't know. But no, the, 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 the crazy bit is that you have to be careful about some of these comments that you make against religion because Absolutely. it can haunt you. You know that That's what I see in it, is that... Religion, as much as it is something that um, is very personal, you can't really get involved in. And, and I think that John somehow... L. Ron Harwood will come and get him. Yeah, John somehow did that against himself. And what amazed me too is that, that the killer actually went to John's place twice. twice. How crazy is that? He, you know? And he lived in Hawaii. He flew to yeah. New York, stayed yeah. there I think a month previously thought about it, changed his mind, flew back to Hawaii, and that's why they did him for as long. He's still in prison. He's still rotting in prison today. His last parole hearing was August 2020. His next is in two years. 11 times he's applied for parole and still denied. So it's 1981 until today. So 40, 40 years he's been rotting in prison for the crime because he's got 20 to life. I think John, John Lennon was a little bit misunderstood with some of the lyrics. People took him too literally. When he was like, like which one you, you reckon? Well, oh, I, I didn't go right into it, but there was a, quite a few lyrics in a, a lot of his songs that people took way too literally. Did you know there was, I think, three or four fans that committed suicide when they found out he died? No. I no. mean, it's absolutely crazy the following the guy had. Absolutely crazy. But at the end of the day, I think people read way too much into the message that he was delivering. But 
on the points that he was delivering, like peace and unity and, you know, race and so forth, I think he did a fantastic job. Yeah. I think that his lyrics are just crazy. Yep. You, you have to be... Yesterday. For, for if, if, even if you sat down and you said, uh, well, you know, I just wrote it, I, I don't believe it, mate. There's too much thinking behind, behind the lyrics. I have to say that his combination with Paul McCartney, to me, did a lot of great, great lines. Yeah, I'm not going to say that yesterday and all these things everybody knows, but you, you listen to, for example, the, the Long and Winding Road. I mean, what, what a song. What, I mean, how do you take 26 letters of the alphabet and put something like that? You know, it's just LST. crazy, but people have to see it. They have to hear it. The rest is going to be cynics, you know? Uh, I, I am going to be a bit of a cynic on that. He's, his album that he released after he came back into music, uh, looking talking about John son. Lennon, because I'm talking about the, the lines of the Beatles, yeah? With, oh, um, okay. So with Paul McCartney, I'm talking. I'm talking about just John Lennon now. When he come back into music after looking after Sean, he wrote his next album in three days. Yeah, well, that, mate, I don't know. We, we need not... He had five years of... Uh, Preparation, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's so, a good point. That's so a good point. I, I never I thought of that way. Yeah, and fair when fair three enough. days when you're awake for the whole time is a long time <laughs> to write 12 songs. But. I mean, you, you look at some of the lines he's done, you know, like Beautiful Boy about, about his son, you know, or, or he's talking about uh, his mum and his dad. You, you can see that... I think, for me... What I look into is not really what the necessity the people have done, but also the challenges they had to surmount. And I think it links to the Stoics books that we've been studying. It doesn't matter your circumstances when you were born. That does not stop who you can become and how high you can soar. And I think that that's what he's done. You look at the people like Steve Jobs, about almost the same kind of living, you know, fathers run away and totally growing up, realizing one day that his father abandoned him or, or he's been told and living all his life trying to live it to the image. You know what, I'm going to, I'm going to make you regret that you abandoned me. Right? To me, humans who are transcending their own challenges and problems and do what they do. Sorry, mate. I take my hat off to them. Yeah. No one is perfect. Yes, we can sit down and look at all the wrong things that they've done. But isn't that our way of pointing the finger back at ourselves? Yeah, 100%. We spoke in the Stoic about running away from punches in the face. He's a bloke who chased them. He's a bloke who went out looking for punches in yeah. the face. Yeah. And, and his resilience because of that and his mental strength because of that, be it whether you agree with his reasons or not, he wasn't letting anyone else tell him what to do. He wasn't letting society write his story for him. He was going to write his own story and that's that's a lesson in it for, for everyone. And he pushed his thoughts, he pushed his political ideals on peace and so forth and he did. I think he changed the world in that sort of regard. And anyone plays those songs, you, you know, we immediately know who played them. There's yeah. no question. But I, I, where I really like it too is that I don't believe he was about peace for the world. I think that Yoko really got it out, but he was about peace within himself. I don't think he was at peace. I think he had so many demons he was battling that he was trying to transcend his own problem and using something that would appeal to the world in order to find a solution for himself. He used the line a lot, peace for all humanity, and I guess people took that in the literal meaning because there was wars and stuff going on, but 
peace for all humans has got to be inner peace, surely. That's the real... Come on, man, you read the lyrics for Imagine. There, there are many songs with lyrics that are so powerful, you yeah. know? I guess, I mean, we. I say I don't like the Beatles first. The tune's got to catch me before the lyrics catch me, and I just didn't like the, the beats that they put down. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, don't yeah. So the Beatles music, but what about John Lennon's music? Because there is – and when I was doing this, when we were doing this, it was hard to keep them separate initially, and then I realised that really he had a huge – he had a huge career after the Beatles. Yes, absolutely. A monstrous career after I the Beatles. I remember, so year – would have been year two, we learned – Imagine in sign language for a Christmas Everyone's done pageant. It. That's mate. not good radio, so don't do it now. No, I can't. No, I, I can't. But that was going back to year two, and yeah. I didn't know who sung the bloody thing, but yeah, the right. words, it was, it was used for a Christmas pageant, and it was the only thing I've ever learned in sign language apart from that. And, um, yeah, so that it's far-reaching, and the yeah. lyrics are... When you get to the lyrics, that was my whole point. We don't dig the Beatles because we, we probably like a different sort of beat. But if you stop and, and you've played the long and winding road for me many times after many, many, many wines that, and to sit there and actually involve yourself in what they're writing and say what you want about drugs, but the best lyricists in the world of usually on that sort of stuff because it, it takes you to parts of the brain that, that you can't normally access Creative with, you, with and your subconscious, yeah. mate. So, yeah, powerful. I know I'm repeating myself, boys. I'm gonna ask you: Was he a stoic? In his own way, well, well, no, no. It depends. According to what we know and we've studied, according to Chris, he's probably going to say not because he thinks he did it for fame and fortune. But if that's, the, I know that's exactly right. I'm going to say probably not. The uh, man was that strong on his values yes. and was that unaffected. I'm going to be on the fence, world. like Kim calls me. I'm going to be on the fence. On yeah, that. He's I don't got know, another mate. fence. Part. Careful when you st- sit down on the fence. I don't he's know. got yes, another fence. Is in your ass, right? So <laughs> I don't. I don't know, man. I actually, I don't know the answer to that. Well, you don't think he was because you, you're skeptical about his reasons for doing stuff. But if we look at the Stoic philosophy of being completely unaffected by things outside your control and the um, the external world having an effect on you and just see- searching for your own. Self, whatever that is, he was... He Possibly, was, yes. He was along that line, wasn't he? Sorry, boys, I am in search for myself. Yeah. <laughs> but he was also along Ooh. the line. You know, we, we talked about it before that you never you never stop learning. He never stopped searching. No. No, that, this is the um, a so beauty, isn't it? Do you think he was a stoic? I, for me, I think, yes, he was a stoic. I, I think that, um, unfortunately, yes, the drugs have been involved too. Just like we are involved with social media, our drugs, social media, we, we're doing a lot of things because of social media. And even those of us who say we don't use social media, we still pay someone to use social media. So I, 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 I just don't know whether he, he is to be blamed for searching for publicity because what is it that most of us do with social media? He was trying to push a message across, and I understand that. And I could be you know, discolouring my thoughts because of the way he was getting the message across. If yeah, but for how many years has he been chased by the US government because they when didn't want to give him the, the green card? So, so for lived, how long? When he lived in the so US. those years, he had to do something <coughs> in order to counter these attacks. And is it his fault That's that true. media was all over him or is it the media's fault? You know, they, he didn't... No, no, no. It, yes, it he had a message, but... Now he was... If and, people and took the bait... That's a good point, Cam, because we're looking at that way. He was utilising, and as I said before, he was doing what a person with means would do to effect change the best way they know how would be to use the people that really want to go against him sometimes would be to use the media. Yeah. 
So from one aspect, I would say, yes, he was a stoic. And from another aspect, if I went the cynic side, no, I would say, no, he's in that. Not and the stoics would say you either are or you aren't. Yeah. There is no, There's no yes, in between. Yes, absolutely. Oh, well. Interesting. Interesting, guys. Yeah, interesting guy to pick too, man. Yeah. I, I, look, I was reading through it going, why did Thomas pick this guy? And I'm thinking, there's a lot to talk about. Not necessarily people may see him as a hero, not a hero, but, you know, there's a lot to talk about. A yeah. lot to talk about. Yeah. I, I think it's totally from, different from Churchill, who traced a line in the sand and stood there. This guy had no line in the sand. Right? He, he, the line would be wherever you want. And this is what I like about John Lennon, is that in the end, the line was about, am I going to live by society's standards or by mine? Am I going to let people who don't pay the bills, my bills, rule my life? Yeah. That's yeah, there you go. He Other chose, people's he opinions, chose no. doesn't matter. And he yep. got shot four times for it. So pick your poison. <laughs> four or five? Twice in the back and five. twice in the shoulder. Or no, it was, it was five shots were fired. And anyway, it doesn't matter. It was just a lie. He was killed. Anyway. <laughs> he was killed. <laughs> <laughs> he was killed. On the way to hospital, unfortunately, apparently his worst last words were, I'm shot. No shit, Dick Tracy. Thanks, are. Captain Obvious. No, that's his last words. Well, just <laughs> Let's saying. not finish on that. No, no, no. They weren't. So I think, Thank to you. me, sometimes we, we, we look at these people who have died a long time ago, but they're still our guide in our life. Yep. You know, like the center of the world for me. Like, so he's one. John Kennedy's another one for me. Gandhi's another one for me. You know, These people here are just guide for me on how I should really conduct my life. And, and I think that maybe I'm not strong enough, but I need some of these... Heroes, uh, we, we talk about it, but I, I don't like the term heroes because hero means you try and emulate them, and I don't. I see some aspects of them that I like. Some aspects is not what I want to do, but that's what makes a human being. We're all human, we, eh? we, we have weaknesses as much as we have strength. And I think in life, if you are going to be aiming to be good, well, you need to look in what people do good and then try and emulate. That's all. Good point. What do you reckon about the wine, boys? It's good. Oh, <laughs> what was that? Oh. I'm not impressed. It's 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 nice. It's a nice wine. It's a good wine. It's no wildflower 2020. I don't rose, think it's got eh, a mate? lot of. I think it's still young. I, I think it's still. It's only 18. I think it still needs to be selling for a while. I think there's still a lot more to come out of that wine in a few years' time. The structure's there. It lasts. I think that. Uh, I think that you're wrong. But uh, this, this is where we're going to end up. Uh, we're going to end this podcast. Thanks for coming, Peace boys. Peace out. Bye. Bye.